Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Lee Cantor here with Stone Payton, another episode of ATDC Radio. And Stone, this is the last one of the day. Hey, man, we are hitting the home stretch. We got into our stride, I think, the last segment, but uh, I'm feeling it, man. This has been such a marvelous day. I have learned a ton. You probably knew all this stuff. Pretty much. But uh, I have just thoroughly enjoyed the entire day. I thought we had some marvelous conversations. I'm sure we're going to keep that up in this final segment for the day. Please join me first up in today's afternoon segment with Aptiga. Please join me in welcoming Mr. Jay Farrow. How you been, man? Good, guys. Good. Good to see you both. Well, I feel uh, feel at home. I know. It's been a while since we've uh, you've been with us. I know you were with Katie. Where were you at? Uh, the showcase? or where I was at Wit, Wit, Con- Connect. Wit Connect. That's right. Katie did a terrific job. She is awesome. Yeah, she's our uh, correspondent for Wit. So she did a heck of a job. Yeah, she did really well. So now tell us about Aptiga. You you're having trouble keeping a job. <laughs> it's been like what? I like prefer ser- serial CIO. Serial serial CIO. Lee, why you got You got to call me out. Call me out like that. Um, you know, Aptiga. It's funny. The founder of Aptiga, Armstead Whitney, uh, is a good friend of mine from the University of Georgia years ago. Uh, many of those records are now sealed. So <laughs> you that. see how well that works. Yeah, well, I mean, two two Georgia guys yeah. getting involved with technology. What could possibly <laughs> possibly go wrong? And he pitched me an idea a couple, uh, you know, probably about a year and a half ago uh, for a cybersecurity management platform. And you know, he was close, and he came back a couple of weeks later and and, and pitched it again. Had refined his idea, and I, I felt like we really. Had a t- are, we're attacking a, a white space that existed in cybersecurity management. Um, everybody is responsible. Every company, large and small, is responsible for their company's cybersecurity. Right? I don't care if you're a, a, a small business, mid, mid mid market, large corporation. We're hearing about it every day. Most of the time, it's being managed through spreadsheets, PowerPoint templates, all of those things. Tasks are being assigned in email. There's no coherent way to wrangle all of that information into one platform and easily r- report on it. So at a very, very high level, Aptiga helps you um, design, run, and uh, manage and report. So we'll call it build, manage, and report, those three things, your cybersecurity platform, right? So think about PCI, think about HIPAA, think about ISO. Think about all of these different uh, frameworks and, and platforms that are out there that people are responsible for and wrangling all of that and getting it out of spreadsheets, being able to report your progress, being able to assign who's, who's accountable, et cetera, et cetera. It's cloud-based, and uh, we've seen terrific, terrific traction. Already in eight months since we've gone live, we have over 50 customers. Wow, yeah. that's quick. 50 customers, and uh, they're actually paying, too. It's really nice well, uh, when handy. they do that. Um, <laughs> so let me just be clear. Nobody's trying to – no. Uh, 50 customers, and we just closed, uh, closed uh, our seed round, which we're really, really excited. An, 
uh, oversubscribed. Uh, people were very excited. Now, about have you done that before? Have you been I through have. the fundraising seed round? I have not nearly as much before. as Armstead has. So Armstead is a is a I call myself serial CIO. He's a serial entrepreneur. He's had a pretty terrific track record with uh, a number of different companies and. So I, I trusted him as, a, as an individual. I was Aptiga's first investor. Uh, I'm also the chairman of the board and the CIO. You don't get that combination very often. Yeah, really? But, uh, you know, like, like Lee said, I can't keep a job, so I have three of them. <laughs> but, but that <laughs> so is hope, a full-time yeah. job. Is it not going out and raising money? It is. It is. And, and also building a company while, you're, you know, while you have customers. So we're yeah. really, really excited. I mean, look, it's a, it's a space that's top of mind, and, and uh, we're – I think we're resonating. So. so now, are your customers in healthcare? Are they in fintech? Where they tend to be clustered around? It's a great question. So we're getting we're getting them all over the place. So fintech, uh, retail, healthcare, uh, nonprofit, believe it or not, and, and a number of other different verticals. Uh, we're really, really, I, I think, hitting home with. And I think these companies that have are, are being asked to show evidence that they're managing their cybersecurity, are looking for a better way, are looking for one single version of the truth when it comes to getting their arms around their cybersecurity program uh, and being able to manage it and, and, more importantly, secure their organizations, but then report to their different constituencies, right? As a CIO or as a CISO or director of security or whatever role you're in, you're reporting to your CEO, your board, outside investors perhaps, customers, and they all want to know what your position is on cybersecurity. Now, it's not just about weaving the story. It's also about helping you secure your organization because the platform helps you manage uh, your program. Now, are they looking at this as a must-have or a nice-to-have? Well, we think it's a must-have, of course. Uh, we think it's a must-have. I, I, you know, I, I think there's a strong ROI component People that we've shown it to have said, you know, not only is this doing it better, but it's saving us money. And we're taking all these disparate data sources that we have, you know, whether it's spreadsheets or emails. So or they're using spreadsheets. Yeah, think about that. So you're talking about hundreds or, or, you know, even in some cases, depending on the frameworks you're, you're being asked to follow, thousands of different controls and subcontrols. Securing your environment, you know, are you doing this? Are you doing this? Because you have to prove that you're actually yeah, doing it. It's not just, do. they don't just take your word for it. They don't. <laughs> so we provide all of that evidence in one single location. Right? Yeah, you, you know, I might be best to answer this question because I'm actually a customer. All right, so. this is Dave Thomas. Yep. Yeah, so I'm evidence. the other guest on the show here in, right. in a minute. You guys will hear from me, but I'll, I'll tell you about Aptega, you know, first. So we work with a number of customers that require that we meet certain security standards. And I mean, Jay's exactly right. We have to communicate, you know, exactly how we meet those standards to those customers. And it's very difficult. Either we are going to talk in their terms where they hand us a sheet that we have to respond in detail to, or we can so use... So they'll just email you a form and say, fill this out? Yeah, sometimes it's that easy. A lot of times it's more complicated. <laughs> yeah. It's a portal. I wish it were that straightforward yeah, most right. of the time. But it's yeah. a portal you have to log into. It's 10 conference calls you have to get on over a series of you know 12 weeks. I mean, it could be really painful with some of these larger customers. That's absolutely right. And so you know, we use reporting tools like Aptegas you know, to report to them exactly how we comply with certain policies and standards that they understand. And so, yeah, I, I can... I can you know, I, I can absolutely vouch for the fact that it's a it's a must have. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. That was good. Well, it's impressive to me with someone with your pedigree because you obviously know this space, and and your business itself is at least on the periphery of that of that space. 
But I get the sense, you talked about pulling it out of spreadsheets. I get the sense that even a Lee Cantor, a Stone Payton, who know nothing about this domain, but yet for whom it is important, may become even more important, we can interact with this tool of yours, even though we're not terribly tech savvy well, ourselves. Well, you nailed it. And, and if you talk to Armistead, what, what he will tell you is that he wanted to make it and I quote, grandmother easy. I thought you would say stone. No, not stone, not stone painting. No, grandmother easy. In fact, uh, you know, uh, all, all kidding aside, look, cybersecurity is hard enough and is onerous enough uh, by itself without complicating arcane GRC tools that make it even more challenging. So we really stress the user experience. So it's got like uh, red lights and green lights <laughs> it's actually got a dial type interface where you can right. see on a control level and go. i kid you not exactly That's where perfect. your positioning is and uh the the ui is beautiful uh it's easy to understand it's easy to get your data in and data out the reports are, are gorgeous and we're real excited about it so now this is good like if i had a board meeting i can let One the click. board know yeah where we're at well it's funny you say that because one of the use cases right out of the gate was I, and, I, and having been a CIO for some pretty large companies, at least on a quarterly basis, I'm in front of the audit committee or the board of directors opining on our cybersecurity <laughs> program and uh, the progress that we're making. And honestly, you'd spend three or four days at a minimum preparing for that, you know, pulling all of these disparate data sources together. Not that you weren't managing it, but getting into a, a format right. that is easily consumable by a board of directors where you're not having them go, oh, they're on page 78, subsection 2. You, and we automatically generate that. So that board deck, imagine going into a board deck, uh, getting mm -hmm. ready for a board meeting, that board deck in PowerPoint form, Word form, PDF form, or whatever, we, we automatically generate for you. And it shows all the progress by, at the control and subcontrol level that you're making. Now, does it help me with like government regulations that, that say I'm square where I'm supposed to be or if there was a breach or something, is it helping me in that area? It's a great question and the answer is yes, if, it's, if the government regulation requires your um, adherence to a specific framework like NIST. Mm -hmm. So if you're tracking against a framework like NIST, then the answer is yes because NIST is part of our framework. So you're able to turn around and say, hey, we're compliant with NIST or we're compliant with ISO uh, or even now GDPR, which we've taken GDPR, which is really not in its native form, a set of very clear controls. It's more of a narrative, um, but it's very, very important, obviously, springing out of the, the EU. And we've taken that and put it into a ser series of controls uh, that is more easily consumable. And then if there's reports that have to be done every quarter, every year, does this help me in, with those? Absolutely. On demand or scheduled. All um, right. So how does the sales on this thing work? Do you just record David Thomas saying great things about it and just mm -hmm. get that audio out to the world? Or? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to sure as hell do that with, with what he just said earlier. David Thomas says, and get, get a thumbs up on the website. Yeah. Uh, but no, you, you know, out there shaking the trees? We, we are. You know, Armistead is very well networked. You know, obviously, I know a few people here and there. And... Uh, but really, we, we've built a, a terrific team at Aptiga. We, we have Gavin Harris, who was one of the first employees as, uh, at AirWatch, obviously a great mm -hmm. success here yeah. in the Atlanta area. Gavin Harris has joined our team. 
we have a, a number of other uh, newer employees that have joined our team, our inside sales team. Are you selling to a CIO or? We sell both through partners and directly to CIOs and CISOs, yeah. Okay. So, you know, if we can get in front of the CISO, the CIO, the director of security, uh, the CFO, if they're in charge of risk, the chief risk officer, et cetera, yeah. And, you know, the, the challenges that we're hearing are, are, some of them hit exactly what you guys are talking about, ease of reporting, ease right. of use. Uh, but there's an ROI component, too, where they're saying, look, it is now easier for me. I'm spending less time doing all of this. So I'm able to redeploy that human capital toward other more, you know, uh, other activities versus just wrangling reports. Now, what about you mentioned like kind of partner programs. Can you talk about how those work? Yeah. So, you know, we we have a, a series of great partners. The, the, the partners um, obviously are have networks and have customers. Um, in some cases, we uh, they white label and they're allowed to, to use Aptiga that way. In other cases, uh, they they sell and, and make an introduction for us. So now, is that something you're actively pursuing? Is Absolutely. That, so now, um, what what do they look like? Like what what's a good partner that isn't using you now but could, should be or considering? Oh gosh, I don't want to throw any names out there because right, we're, we're pursuing just all of them. But I think you know there's a there's a number of both VAR type partners or management consulting firms, audit firms. Um, no, management of consulting firms makes sense to me. I'm I'm from that world a long long time That's ago right. when I had something close to a job, but I could see consulting firms having almost a distinct competitive advantage if they have that type of relationship with you. That's right. And they're coming in and offering beyond their technical expertise and whatever their domains are to be able to come behind that with your platform. I think so. I think it's a powerful tool in their toolkit, right? If they yeah. come in with Aptiga and they're saying, look, we're going to get all of your information. All, we're going to get your cyber plan as it exists today. We're going to put goals, timelines, reporting into this program. I think it's a home run, and we're we're starting to right, get and it's getting them out of spreadsheets into that's exactly a usable, right. actionable. That's exactly dashboard. right. And the onboarding is very very easy. This is not you know six weeks of of craziness to get to get data in. We can we can help you. You can do it yourself certainly with our guidance, or we can, go 20, ahead, please. Twenty four hours. 20, see, 24, look at this. Look well, twenty four <laughs> hours. But the ROI equation on this has got to border on the silly <coughs> because because if you leave some of this undone, you're really well. The penalties for leaving yourself exposed, right? That, right? That, and those are just and, and the, yeah. And and I'm not even in the ROI doesn't even count a potential breach if you're not properly. Right. Or incident prop, you know, and you're not properly managing your program. Once you start layering that in, yeah, you're right. It's off the charts. And then even if you are properly managing your program, but you're not documenting it in this fashion so that you can turn around and articulate it to all of those constituencies That's you right. were describing, there's huge ROI right there. Absolutely, there is. And you said just the time in preparing these reports yeah. the old way. Crazy. It was insane compared to using Aptiga. Just preparing the reports and just managing your program, right? Assigning tasks. If I'm a CIO or CISO or, you know, Lee is in charge of, of the cyber program and he's like, where the heck is Jay on the five deliverables? You're going to look. You're not combing through emails or going to a spreadsheet right. or going to another PPM tool. You're looking and saying, Jay, here's Jay's mm -hmm. status on the five things that I've assigned to him. And where he is on right, those. and it's all in front of me. That's right, and the evidence is in friendly. there too, right? It's not just the fact that you did it; it's right. the evidence is actually stored in the tool. So if you're required to put 
for to, to you know do for instance uh, pen testing penetration testing on a quarterly basis you can actually store all of that information in Aptiga and then I can see the progress or the results you can see the progress and the results and with role-based security if you have a PCI auditor or another auditor coming in, you can limit to what, what they see to just that the scope of that particular audit. Mm -hmm. So instead of saying, okay, now I have to go gen generate all of this evidence for auditor one, auditor two, auditor three, I can say, I'm just going to go ahead and give you access to the tool. Now think about that if you're an auditor coming in right. from the outside. Usually what happens is they're, they're given a share folder or they're given a mound of paper <laughs> or we're going to email that yeah. to you or we're going to have a clean room or we're going to do all of this stuff. And they get, it, they get it in dribs and drabs versus saying, you know what? So you permission him to yep. a certain just what they have to see. What they have to see and they instantly see who's part of it, when everything was done, when the last time it was done, all the evidence, all the attestations. All of that stuff. Okay, in I one can location. see the future for this thing. Just like most of us would probably not buy a used automobile without the Carfax. I think you don't have a company of any size and complexity without the Aptiga. People oh man, start, see now, see I love that. Gonna, that is beautiful. <laughs> That's right. Give me your me Aptiga, Aptiga. Show me the Aptiga report. I love that. Or get out of here. I don't <laughs> even want to talk to you. <laughs> I love it. We're we're really excited. Uh, I, you know, I think again, it's a. You know, we, I think we've got a bit of a tiger by the tail, and we've got yeah. a terrific team, and we're really excited. We're, we have wonderful customers and partners. and um, So talk about ATDC. How do they fit into all this? Yeah, why ATDC? It sounds like you guys kind of got, got it all figured out. figured out. No, 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 no. I wish, I wish it were that easy. I'll tell you what, we've, we've been blessed with terrific success right out of the gate. But ATDC, look, they're a legend in the, in the industry here. I mean, they're an icon. Uh, in the startup space in Atlanta and obviously beyond. There's a number of terrific stories here that have, of terrific companies that have come out of ATDC. The resources that are here, the Georgia Tech connection, um, getting our interns. We have a, a steady group of interns. Oh, yeah. And, and others that have come in have just really accelerated our success. The, the mentor programs, obviously, with people like Jackie Chu and, and many others have helped us. Uh, the resources and the partnerships with AWS uh, just having a, a centrally located space and being around all of these wonderfully intelligent folks all the time, there's an energy there that I think is really hard to replicate for a startup. I think you just feed off one another, and, and there's yeah. an adrenaline kind of... Uh, and there's the popcorn, too. Well, there's popcorn, <laughs> and, and you got Aubrey, who's awesome. I mean, Aubrey's the best, and... and uh, you know, you got you got just a great group here. So. Was, so, was there any consideration of not being part of ATDC? Was this a debate where you're like, "Hey, should we locate at ATDC or be affiliated with them?" Like, what was that conversation? You know, I think we Armistead had some experience with ATDC, and I had experience being here, but just as a mentor, not as uh, not as you know, as part of a startup. But uh, and I think it was just really. It was a no brainer. I think that's the idea we had out of the gate is to to be part of ATDC. And, you know, at some point, God willing, we'll get big enough and we'll, quote unquote, graduate and right, have to secure right. space. But if we once we hit that point, that is a really, really good problem to have. But uh, we're already bursting at the seams and we're in our second location here. And then we're about to move to our third larger location in the next week or two. So you have to come by and see the new space. So now um, how many employees are you up to? Right now we have in terms of full time employees, we have six. 
and then you're looking we have, but we have a number of interns but we have a number of open positions if you go to FTA.com. what do you need what, what do you need more of so we're looking that? kind of for a security uh, architect or a security you know a security analyst and there's a number of other roles there's a channel sales role out there and, and a few others so uh, I think I want to say there's four or five open positions. So if you're interested, for those of you listening, uh, rapidly growing company, $200 billion industry, sky's the limit. We'd love to uh, we'd love to talk to you. Now, are you finding that Atlanta is a good place for the talent, or you have to find talent outside of Atlanta? We've had real good luck here in Atlanta. You know, being obviously part of Georgia Tech here, despite my Georgia affiliation <laughs> and being a two-time Georgia grad, I, I, will, I will admit that. Oh, gosh, it just sends a cheer to my spine saying that. But being part of Georgia Tech has been uh, terrific. Georgia State, of course, ha has been... Uh, Amazing, and the uh, University of Georgia. We had a number of interns from UGA uh, over the summer. So, being in Atlanta, and and being in a tech-heavy city like we are, but plus having access to these terrific institutions, whether it's those three that I mentioned, plus Kennesaw, plus Emory, obviously, plus many others, uh, it was just a no-brainer. Now, are you finding that um, in your travels, are you seeing Atlanta? kind of getting the respect as a startup city? It's growing. I think so. You know, I think it's getting the message out there. I think we're doing a great job as a city of getting the message out there. The Chamber of the Metro Atlanta Chamber and many others, many other organizations, certainly TAG has done a nice job with that as well. Um, I think once people are here and they see the success that has come out of this city, it lures people in. Obviously, there's a tremendous amount of Silicon Valley bias and, you know, uh, snobbery, <laughs> I think. And I say that having very, very good friends in the Valley. And I'm, I'm, in fact, I'm going there in two weeks. I'm there all the time. Uh, but I remind them also that, uh, yes, they do have some gravitational pull there, but there are smart people elsewhere, too. And I would stack up our, our folks here in Atlanta uh, against anyone anywhere. What do you think the secret sauce of Atlanta is? Oh, gosh. I, I think it's, it's the pe number one, the people and the culture of Atlanta. We are such a great mix of, of, of just differences. We have, we're such a transplant city, and you have this kind yeah. of hodgepodge of kind of the old south, the new south, the north, the west, all of these people thrown together with great institutions. Um, the one thing we all have in common is we, we struggle with our sports teams. <laughs> <laughs> God bless the Braves for a good season. Falcons got to get it together. I mean, that's just a terrible. Start. So I don't know. I don't know if it's the city, if it's yeah. if it's what we've seen here at ATDC, or if it's if it's just the the ecosystem in Georgia. But it seems to be such a collaborative. We just seem to be willing to help the other guy out. Like I think it's Southern Hospital, whatever you want to call it, Stone. Right? I, I, I look, you and I've talked about it before. Just the CIO community itself. Yeah. Have we ever struggled to get a CIO behind the microphone or to? To if pick up the help, phone and call. I mean, we, we just sitting here, we're talking, and and we got a, a great endorsement. And I mean, and it, he's sincere, and he, he oh, I, wants I'm to help looking you at his face. I you know, wish we had some video. I could show his face. No, it, and, it, and it's but this is the city that we're in. We make friends easy, and I I, I count you know a number of CIOs and IT executives and other, you know, obviously great folks like yourselves among my among my friends, but we always just are willing. I mean, has anybody ever said no when you've said, you know, can I get an intro? Can I? No, it's just the way we are down here. Right. So now what can we do to help? Uh, what do you need more of? 
customers. We always want more customers. So, you know, we, we'd love to, to show folks Aptiga. We'd love to show folks the tool, get them excited, show them where it can help them, obviously, secure their organization first and foremost, but obviously deliver value in the way that they build, manage, and report on their cybersecurity plan. So, you know, give us a call. Visit Aptiga.com. We're a lot of fun to hang out with, so schedule a demo. We'll, we'll come by and, you know, I'll be there for comic relief. <laughs> and it's apptega.com? It is, apptega.com. It's app as an application, which was kind of the, the whole thought. We have this app kind of focus in our user interface. Uh, and Tega is Latin for to protect. Uh -huh. um, it was literally the best name we came up with. Some of the others you would never have wanted to hear. They were <laughs> absolute garbage. But uh, I say that with great love for Armstead. That we're real proud of Aptiga. We're proud of our success so far. Uh, and to be part of ATDC. Well, what an exciting time for you. We're excited for you. Keep up the good work and Thank keep you. us posted. I will, of course. Of course. You guys are the best. Thank you. I hey, stay with us for a little bit. We got one more person we're going to visit with. Uh, Lee, it's our headliner. It's our closer. I know. All right. Uh -oh. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast with evident Mr. David Thomas. How are you, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me today. Well, thank you for being here. Uh, tell us about Evident. How are you serving folks? Yeah, so the whole purpose of Evident is to help companies and individuals safely uh, share personal data. So this whole world we're in right now where companies are having to amass tremendous amounts of, of personal data, which is then very vulnerable to being stolen by attackers, we help those companies avoid ever having to handle it in the first place, but still allow them to run their business in a way that uh, their applications and their services can still be customized and personalized. So we're, we're helping companies avoid ever having to, to touch this incredibly sensitive and even toxic data that's out there. So now that's the balance, right? Everybody wants to do stuff that requires sharing this information and you want to do it extremely fast but you want to do it in a safe and protective manner. That's right. Yeah, that's so. that's the inherent conflict that this company was built to solve. And it, it's tough. You know, it's this is not one of those things where you, uh, you know, you tweak one uh, technical flag and then all of a sudden everything is solved. This is something that, uh, that takes uh, a, a long period of time. You have to think through a lot of different use cases and, um, and make sure you're solving, you know, the most important use cases uh, up front so that you get these companies some relief as, uh, as, soon as, as soon as humanly possible. So now, how is it being handled today, typically? Well, today, companies are usually in a situation where they have to collect a lot of personal information from you, hold on to that personal information. A lot of it they have to turn around and they have to actually verify with third-party sources because they actually have to, to verify that they're talking to the right person. If somebody says they're Is Lee, that person really the, who they say they are? That's exactly right. So you've got to go and turn around and, and verify that information with third parties. So just and digitally. That, Exactly. Right. So just in that in that exact so, simple in that exact simple exchange that we just talked about, think about how much personal data has to be transferred back and forth for them to figure out that you are Lee and to, to verify with third parties. And I'm here in Atlanta, Georgia. And how many That's opportunities exactly right. to drop the ball? That's exactly right. Which makes us very vulnerable, right? If we drop the ball and the wrong people get a hold of that. It makes the consumers very vulnerable. It makes uh, the yeah, companies yeah. very vulnerable, yeah. right? And, and really, the companies are where we have to solve the problem. It's nice to think that we could solve it with consumers and that consumers would unite around some you know ubiquitous tool that solves this problem across the board, but that's not the reality. The reality is the pain point is for the businesses primarily. And so we want to reduce that risk for them tremendously. So now are you using biometrics? 
Well, we use a lot of different things to identify people. Uh, biometrics is one of the most uh, sensitive cases. But you know, if you think about it, a lot of people who identify with us for uh, a sensitive application, like let's say a medical application, mm -hmm. they'll have to display uh, an ID, a physical ID. And in some cases, we'll actually match a selfie that they'll take of themselves to the picture on the ID to verify. So you tell them, take <laughs> a picture of yourself? That's exactly right. We'll tell them, We'll tell them. you know, first of all, give us a picture of your ID front and back. We'll verify all the security features of that ID. We'll pull all of the information off of it. Then, yeah, we'll ask them to take a selfie and we'll compare their picture to the picture on the ID. So then you kind of do facial recognition to make sure that person is who they say they are? That's exactly right. Yeah. So now does the customer, are they comfortable with that? Yeah, a lot of times it all depends on the application, right? I mean, if you're going out to uh, sign up at some e-commerce site and they say, hey, take a picture of your driver's license, you know, you're probably going to abandon at that point right. and, and <laughs> out. But, you know, if you're talking about a medical application, they're happy to do this, right? They want to make sure that a medical application is secure. You know, in, in many other cases, they're incented to do it. You know, for example... Uh, we will verify, um, you know, people who are, you know, for example, driving in the sharing economy with a, and, and those people are essentially looking for a job. They want right, to prove right. they are who they right. say they are so they can make money. So that a lot of times the person's eager to go through this because they are want whatever the thing is that they're after. That's exactly right. And when they're not as eager and you need to dial that friction down and, and with it, often security will come down a bit too. We give customers that dial so they can dial it down and still get some security even with lower friction. So we help them balance out their application so that they can minimize that abandonment. Now, would this also keep me from having to fill out so many blanks? Yes, it does. Because that right there is attractive to me. Instead of filling That's out right. that whole form, just take a picture. I would do that in a heartbeat. You know, it's attractive to our customers, uh, it, it, to businesses. It's attractive to the to the consumer, right? You get the security and the convenience together. That's something you often don't get. You know, security usually means to, less yes, convenience. Exactly. In this case, it means more convenience. So what are some kind of creative ways you're using uh, this kind of opportunity to be more secure to make it more convenient? Yeah, so I, I think form fill, you know, that, that concept is, is hugely important. So we take data that you've input one place and we'll use it multiple places for you. We'll give you the ability as an individual to use it multiple places. That's a huge advantage with us. So once you've proven yourself once, you don't have to prove yourself over and over So and if over I prove again. myself at the dentist office, mm -hmm. now I've got some kind of thingy that I can use at the eye doctor too? Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. Okay, I really am like it. So my medical, you can kind of cool protect that? my medical record so that I just have to fill that form out one time? Yeah, so our system is set up to really support a very wide variety of use cases, highly secure use cases, as well as some less secure use cases. So that's the way we've built our technology, and that's incredibly important because you want to be able to support the highest level of security when it's, when it's needed. So absolutely, can we be used for medical applications? No question. Now, we are still a relatively small company, and so we focus our use cases on areas where the market opportunity is ready right now. So you're now. more in financial yeah, than so it is medical? Certainly financial. Uh, anywhere in the sharing economy, any marketplace, internet marketplace that's linking one random audience up with another random audience that's a great customer for us they always have to prove facts about each other right. you know if, if some uh, gigantic company is is sending uh supposedly an electrician into your home well it helps them to know that that person is actually an electrician and those are facts that we can pull about that person so they know that they are who they say they are and that they're qualified for whatever task it is they're serving so you're being working with the sharing company that's exactly to be right kind of the the vetter of each of the 
sides of the equation. Precisely correct. And in that whole process, they're not exposed to any of the sensitive information that they don't want to be exposed to. I, I like that part of it. Now, did you stumble upon a eureka moment that gave you access to this Jim Jammy technology and then you decided let's go make a business out of it? Or did you sort of scan the, the environment and say, man, this is a problem. we got to figure out how to fix it? Or Well, you know, it, it's interesting. Uh, a lot of the technology behind what we do, the components have been available for, you know, a long time. They're tried and true components. But, right. of course, the way we've put those Configured components them. together is is very unique. And we have, you know, a, a brilliant um, CTO, a brilliant chief architect who, from day one, have put together this uh, this system that supports so many different use cases and, and types of, uh, of data. And we've been able to mix that with a, a way to go to market that really incents everybody to participate versus other ways to go to market that where you might just say, hey, here's my tool, you know, everybody please take it, you know, quickly and, and you know, and, and, and make it work for your case. We found more specific use cases where we can create value much faster. Now, are you finding that as far ahead as you get from the bad guys that they're just <laughs> nipping at your tail? Always, yeah. That's that's just a characteristic of the industry, by everything, the way. Everything, everything, yeah. So, like, you yeah. can't, you're not going to... Solve this. That's exactly. There's no. There, there's, there's no, no way to end, be done. That's right. right. There's no way to stop. You know, the the people who uh, you know, want to attack. You know, they're always going to find new ways to attack the types of personal data that we all need to communicate between ourselves. That's always going to grow. I mean, you could probably all count numerous sensors that you have on you right now that are generating personal data about you at this moment. And you can imagine many companies would benefit from access to that data, but you're only going to be willing to give it to a handful and only if you know it's safe. But all of that stuff has to be shared at some point. And, and so our platform is built to enable that. So now, uh, since you started doing it, has there anything surprised you or is everything going kind of as you thought? I really measure it more in surprises per week, not, <laughs> yeah, whether I've ever been surprised, just to, yeah. to be clear. You know, I mean, every uh, young company, you know, finds out all kinds of things once you get in market, right? Once you get the technology uh, out there, you, you, you learn and you have to adapt uh, quickly. You know, I think the breadth of use cases uh, for our platform is uh, amazing. Like it's it's incomprehensible, and and in that uh, scenario, you know, it, it requires you to learn very quick and adjust uh, quickly to make sure you're meeting the market wherever it is right now. So I'd, I'd say that's the thing I'm I'm constantly watching. And then, like you said, you're going after kind of the industries that are the most, you know the logical first ones to go after, but this goes across every industry ultimately, right? That's exactly right. You know, and, and our job from a go-to-market perspective is to craft a path that lets us get access to as many of those industries where we can create value as, right. as soon as possible. And that's a that's a, a job that's never ending. You know, we'll be able to do that for the next 10, 15, 20 years, uh, no problem. And then for you, why ATDC? You know, the community here has been... Um, Excellent. Yeah, we, we started the company in Alpharetta, which is a little bit closer to where uh, three the three founders are. But uh, when we decided to move down here, a community was was really the the number one factor for us. You know, all the the people that that Jay walked through. You know, the the fantastic you know folks in the ERR program, the people who are running ATDC, the people who are here every day. You know, they're helpful in in so many ways that are very difficult to, to count, you know, and we've grown the company substantially, you know, here, and they've been incredibly flexible with us as we've, uh, as we've grown. And that's been very, very helpful. They could have probably kicked us out a little while ago and, uh, and, and they haven't done that. So I'm, I'm very appreciative. 
but uh, but yeah, it's it's been a, a phenomenal experience, and it's mostly. Can you share like a, a specific instance where you were like, "Wow, this really made a difference in the company"? Some something that ATDC did was it? It might have been space. It might have been talent. Is Our conversation. What is collisions? What was it? They I were was, ta- all day. They've talked about a high collision environment, right? It is definitely a high collision. In some cases, literally, <laughs> yeah, up and down right, the hallway. Yeah, right. It's, it's a busy, yeah, busy place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I tell you, one that uh, that stands out to me is we had a, a particularly uh, difficult problem, and I didn't really expect to get uh, any help. I wasn't out looking for help from ATDC, but I happened to mention it to um, to, to Frank, who runs the ER program, you know, here, and it turned. Tur- Turns out he had direct experience with precisely that that problem and was able to give me two or three ways that he had attempted to handle the same wow. thing. You know, some some of them had worked and, and some of them had had not worked, which, of course, I was thrilled to learn from, you know, both both of those, uh, you know, ex- examples that he gave me. And so. Uh, so, yeah, it's been great on the space front. You know, they, they let us uh, knock out a wall. Uh, <laughs> I'd call that flexible. Your, a few, yeah, few months your, ago. Maybe we shouldn't mention that. Yeah, right. And the more we threatened to knock out the wall, <laughs> they, they, they permitted it. Uh, and so, so they've certainly been flexible on that uh, that front. Um, yeah, just really, honestly, there's so many examples. But the the thing about the collision where you you run into somebody and somebody answers a question like that, and it's only because you happen to be just in close proximity absolutely where that could have saved you hours and hours of time of you going down a rabbit hole that you didn't have to go down no question i never would have thought to call frank never would have imagined he had experience with that particular problem right i mean just through osmosis right i mean just through all of these interactions i mean it's like being a part of an immersion program an entrepreneur immersion program you walk down the hall and chances are like in david's case he didn't have to walk very far at all a few (laughs) hundred feet and you know, he got an right. Well, just like just the serendipity of both of you being in this room at the same time. Absolutely. You got a great testimony from David. Well, David's I mean, well, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, I want to give one back to him because I think what David and his organization are doing is striking at something that's obviously very near and dear to all of us. And that's the idea of commerce, trusted commerce and trusted relationships and trusted identity. I mean, you make that fast, which they're obviously doing, and you make that easy and you make that secure you're changing the, you know, you're changing the dialogue. I think about all the organizations that I've been part of, whether it was AIG, you know, the American Cancer Society, Earthlink, et cetera, where you're dealing with customer data and you're dealing with either a supplier or some sort of uh, relationship and getting that down to a point where it's just, I trust David, David trusts me, and we can go ahead and engage in, at the speed of business. That's powerful stuff. So I'm, I'm really excited for him and, and for his organization. Thank you. So now what do you need more of? Oh, wow. You know, talent. Uh, there's no no question. You know, we're always looking for uh, amazingly talented engineers. Uh, it's a it's an incredibly strong team that we've got. They've got very high standards as they, they bring people uh, in. And we're, we're growing uh, both front-end engineering, back-end engineering. Uh, DevOps are all current needs for us, both entry-level as well as a couple of senior roles that we have open. Uh, on, on the sales front, you know, we're, we're looking for people to help us scale from a partnership uh, point of view, as, as well as our direct sales component. And in direct sales, we have an inside uh, function as well as an outside uh, or enterprise sales function that we're establishing. Now, are you working with the universities to make sure they're giving you the talent you need at the end of the day, like when it comes to curriculum? Because it seems like this is such a, a fast moving um, kind of knowledge that they have to get. 
You know, we haven't really uh, worked with them on curriculum. You know, we have certainly worked with them on hiring programs, right, and finding candidates. And that has been a phenomenal success, uh, especially the computer science uh, career fair that, mm-hmm. um, you know, ATDC orchestrates for, for all of us. That is, is hugely helpful. But, you know, on the curriculum, they get the, the basis. I mean, at Georgia Tech, they, they get the basis of, of CS, computer science, right. And, and we know when somebody comes out with a CS degree that they've worked incredibly hard and that they're very, very very knowledgeable. There are a few other factors they have to figure out how do they work in a team and all those those good things. But uh, but yeah, the basis is exceptional coming out of Georgia Tech. So Georgia Tech, you're pretty happy with the talent that's coming out of that? Incredibly happy, yes. And then uh, for ATDC, are you a signature company? What, what are, what we are, are a signature company that uh, should be graduating, um, you know, imminently. Imminently. Yes. So congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah. So now if somebody wanted to learn more about Evident, what's the website? It's evidentid.com. That's E-V-I-D-E-N-T-I-D.com. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story, David. Absolutely. Thank you all for having me. All right. This is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton, and that's a wrap at ATDC Radio for October. 